0: Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sobottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number 213 with Dr. Andrew Leach. How are you, Andrew?
1: Good, thanks, Dale.
0: Now, I just, before we start, obviously, we've been introduced by a mutual friend of ours, Dr. Jenny Brockus. So thank you very much for that, Jenny. I really appreciate that. Now, um, let's get straight into it, Andrew. Do you want to just paint the picture for the listeners a little bit of, about your background and upbringing and, and how you got to be doing what you're doing today?
1: Yeah, sure, Dale. Um, look, I, I, I'm a general practitioner, GP. Uh, I work in Perth um, and I entered medicine um thinking that i wanted to do something that was close to working with people and interacting with people and i I felt that was a strength of mine um but you know up until sort of year 12 i had really no idea what what i was going to do so i did undergraduate science and then sort of fell into medicine after that you know um I, i i am from melbourne originally uh and then happened to get into medical school over here in western australia so ended up sort of staying in wa after that um and marrying my wife who's from perth so it all sort of works out um to to be um yeah it sort of worked out that i ended up over here permanently um so yeah that, that's pretty much my journey dale um and awesome. alongside that i've got an interest in sort of pediatric uh medicine and do a lot of work with with kids and also working with emerging minds who's an organization that's helping with to develop courses to train gps in in mental health awareness with children so sort of advising them a lot in that area Um, and i'm now running my own podcast which is called the kids health network so doing some sort of health advocacy on the side as well which i really enjoy
0: And I have seen that, mate. Nine episodes in there, fantastic. And I'll have links in the show notes for that. But um, back to, obviously, Melbourne, probably a good time to be in WA, mate.
1: (laughs) Mm, Yeah, well, my family are not not enjoying the current situation over there in Melbourne. (laughs) Um, And I'm getting a sort of a daily insight into what you're going through there. So I do feel uh, that it is a, a really challenging time for people over there. And um, I can appreciate that you know that it's it's not easy, but it feels like we're a world apart over here with with what we're allowed to do. We're allowed to go to the football, and I mean, it's just it's just completely different. So it is hard to completely understand what you're going through, but um, <laughs> I'm getting there. Yeah,
0: that's made all good. Now yep. let's go back to obviously what you're doing, and I know that working with families and kids is absolutely massive, and you're so passionate about it. Obviously, 2020 has thrown up so many different curveballs, and it'd be affecting. To not just Victorians, but people all over the world are affected by coronavirus. So, what are some things that you've been using with families or um, in your practice to sort of, you know, help with their well being and mental health?
1: Mm. It's been a, a completely different year, hasn't it, Dave? Oh, uh, it's been, <laughs> That's a very good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, it's a year like no other. So, uh, I, I, I've i've been telling people that i've had a real transition from seeing costs and colds and flus through now not really seeing any of that and seeing more challenges with stress and um, feeling overwhelmed and struggling with with day-to-day and 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 anxiety and um it's a, it's a real transition in in what we're seeing mental health being something that's a lot bigger um so I've, I've, I've had to really adapt the way I work and adapt how I approach patients because there's there's limitations in what they can and can't do as well within the rules that are currently being um, handed out um, and that, that we're having to stick to. So I always talk to people about, you know, just going back to basics and and having a, a good routine and, and having a really good healthy diet and having all those basic things that you need to survive, so sleeping well and going to bed at a good time, and avoiding things that might might um, affect your sleep, so things like alcohol and um, um, you know gaming and social media right up until bedtime and all that kind of thing, and especially with kids who love to have their tablet. So we talk about routine, and and I think that that helps a lot with. Um, with just, just having that, uh, sorry, I've lost my, my train of thought down. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think, I think, you know, people forget that, um, some of those things are make a big difference in terms of how you feel. So if you, if you, you know, if you have a really disturbed sleep, you know, you can be tired then through the day, you can be a bit more stressed and then think, oh, well, I'll have a few drinks at night just to calm myself down, which then affects your sleep the next night. So, so that sort of full cycle, it, it's, um, um can easily be tweaked or changed by by how you how you manage your lifestyle um other you know other things um we talk about um sort of basic um stress management through the day so if you know when things are getting too much just stopping and having some space and it's amazing how one minute of space and silence can just help your overall thinking at that time when you're when you're when you're feeling you know thoughts are racing or you're feeling really stressed and breathing faster and panicky, just stopping and, and taking a deep breath and sitting quietly for a minute and allowing those thoughts to sort of calm down and settle. Um, two or three massive deep breaths can really help with your thinking and clarity. Um, but then there are mindfulness programs out there where you, to do it more formally if if patients have time, and I find mindfulness is a really hard, a hard area. But you know, when you're when you're anxious, it's hard to stop and actually slow your slow you breathing down. But but you know, just just sitting quietly, having space, learning to say no to things, and when it's all too much, you know, it's really stopping and pulling back. It's a massive question, Dale. I think oh, we have I to break it down a bit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so, sorry, you know, and I guess like what you're saying there, that uh, mindfulness can mean all different things to different people. But I think one mm. thing that is crucial, particularly, and I say that at the moment, is so important to actually lock mindfulness breaks in your diary and keep yourself mm. accountable. Because when things do get stressful or you get anxious and you get overrun and so much is going on, that's the last thing you really do, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. It is yeah and it's such a buzzword at the moment you it know is, mindfulness yes. um, you know we're all being taught in fact schools are teaching kids to do mindfulness and there's some great apps out there smiling minds is the one I always recommend but headspace is another one and calm's another one and they're probably apps that um patients uh, tell me about so you know that that are really effective um but but you know it's it, it oh, mindfulness can be just in everyday life it can just be when you go for a walk what are you seeing and what are you hearing and what are you experiencing in that walk when, and it's a good thing to come back to, a really grounding thing to come back to when you're walking and starting to think about work again, or you start to think about that phone call you need to make. So, you know, come back to that here and now, that present moment and, and, and um, sort of go with your senses, follow your senses. Um, but it it can be, it can be really challenging. As you said, it can be really tough to sit for five minutes and listen to that person talking to you and telling you, take that slow, deep breath and, you know, let go of all your muscle tension. I think when you've got, when you've got stress and anxiety, that's almost too much. And it might be better to break it down and just do small steps to build up to that. Um, uh, but yeah, you're right. It's a really good thing to do. It's a really important thing to do as we become faster and busier. But with lockdown and with with what's happening over over in Melbourne, and things are going to get easier. But at the moment, that might be something that you do have to lock into your day. And you've got you've got time, I guess, because you're at home more often. You know, you might decide that mindfulness becomes part of your morning or your evening to help you with what is otherwise a very stressful time.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah. I think one thing, like you just said, that on lockdown. We're in front of screens and everything a lot. And one thing that I've said, I don't know if you recommend this for patients or not, but every morning I'll go for a walk with my wife and my dog and I don't take my phone. I try and have two or three hour gaps throughout the day that I'm not looking at my screen and I don't have my phone on me. And it's it's amazing how liberating that is. Um, Mm. And and I think that's a really good start to being able to become present and be in the moment, which essentially is mindfulness. Do you you see that, Mm. you know, devices and being contactable and always connected becoming big issue
1: yeah it is becoming a big issue uh so you know with children we'll start with children i mean th- there's a there's an increasing use of devices in children and children are now getting much more savvy with with technology and i think there's benefits and i think that's you know it's fantastic that they've got this way to be connected more than ever before. It's a it's an amazing resource. There's so much information on these devices, um, uh, but there are going to be some challenges for parents, and and particularly with with games and particularly with social media and phones. And you know, we we could have a whole podcast episode on some of those challenges easily. But, <laughs> um, yeah, but but having real boundaries and being aware of what your children are doing on those devices and And, and I think, I think they should be allowed to use them. It's just having, having an awareness of how long they're going on them and, and, and having timeframes on how long they need them for, um, the other side of things with, with us, um, is using phones, I guess, to look at social media apps and, you know, to, to browse the web. I I agree. Like I've, even if it's, you can't let go of your phone, you need to be connected. Um, having some of those apps turned off or even deleting some of those apps. Ooh, that's very, scary for some people. It's scary. <laughs> it's very empowering though. It's very empowering. I mean, I, oh, the first thing to go for me was that Facebook messenger. And I, I think um, since losing, I, I, it's just the, the beeps and the reminders and you are drawn into that. And you feel like you need to know what's going on when you do get reminders and you do get, um, you know, little, to, uh, counters going up, saying you've got twenty-five messages to read. You, see, you feel like you have to be—you have to be looking at that to see what's going on. Um, um, so yeah, I—I I, I think turning it off and you connect when you are ready and when you need to connect. Um, so yeah, that—that's—that's that's one simple thing. But look, I—I—I uh, I, I, I think there's benefits when you are isolated as well to having that social contact and there are definitely things that technology has provided for us that we never have had before and i can't underestimate that that power of being able to talk to people and connect with people and you know sort of um uh see see what's going on with people's lives and have interaction through photos and videos and and these these are useful in a way when we're when we're a little bit disconnected at the moment it's just knowing what what's too much for me to handle and what what can I, how can I use this to my advantage?
0: Yeah, so so true. And, and I couldn't agree more that, um, you know, loneliness is an all-time high. We're socially... We're, we're disconnected everywhere but social media and different platforms like what we're doing now zoom and um, messenger and stuff have been amazing um i just think we've become a little bit too dependent on it at certain times so it's a fine line isn't it i suppose it's it's like with sleep it's like with anything in life if you have too much of one thing it can overtip everything and i suppose that's what we're sort mm. of talking about with these apps and social media that they are fantastic if used correctly but if you overuse them and become dependent then it can have negative effects i suppose
1: Hmm. You're right, Dale. Yeah, um, and 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 I think also a bottom line of all this, and then a really good message is that um, social connection has a lot of value. And and when people feel quite depressed or quite um, um, anxious with all of what's going on, I do talk to them a lot about making sure you have someone you can contact and connect to, and. It can just be one person and the the the, that's where the power of technology is so useful if you can just text someone or you can just um give someone a quick phone call on your phone or just know that they're there as a backup plan it's it's it has a lot of um benefit to people who, who are struggling
0: yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and I think that is very important that uh, you don't need to have 30 friends, Jane. You just need one. one good one or one good family member to connect with. And I'm sure people have realized that during this time that um, you may have thought you had all these people in your life, but really when it comes down to it, you may only speak to two or three of them um, mm, and mm. that your connection with them is even better. So I think that is really important. And another thing I want to talk to you about, Andrew, is um, we're obviously quite lucky. We've We've got a purpose. We've got a passion that we're into. A lot of people, though, during this time may have been laid off or for certain reasons they can't do what they want to do. Um, have you found that people have sort of lost their identity a little bit during this stage because they may have been laid off through work or they've lost their why, I suppose, in a certain way?
1: Mm, yeah, they have. And and this is this is um, probably the second most biggest problem with what's going on, you know. One, one is... One is that you're in lockdown, and then two, you've lost everything you used to have. You know, you've you've lost your local cafe. You've lost your well. I'm assuming you can't go there to eat. Um, you Can't eat. You can't. That's you, <laughs> right. You've you know you've you've lost um, you've lost the ability to see people as much as you, and freely as you used to. Now, I know this isn't the case for everyone in Australia. We're all at different levels um, in terms of this this period this this pandemic um but you know regardless when when things do feel get chaotic like this and when you do um reach a point where you've lost your job and you feel like everything's caving in it actually tends to happen like this you know sort of one thing after another after another it's it can feel like the world's against you um when it does happen uh that's that's what what goes for easier is your purpose your identity you 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 sort of forget why you're here and what what's driving you in the world and um that can feel very empty um so so another sort of key component of good mental health is having your purpose and i think it can take us a long time to find that in fact some of us still you know it can take you take you You still don't have it. It can take your entire life. It can take your entire life. So, so don't be disheartened that you suddenly feel very lost. Um, because, um, even when everything's lined up, uh, it's not guaranteed that you're in a sort of happy, successful place. Um, so, so, you know, allow yourself to think about what, what might be your purpose in life and what gives you, fills your cup and gives you a buzz. Um, but, uh, you know, just slowly build towards it again. But you, yeah, uh, like I, I've, um, I agree with you, Dale. That you know, purpose is a is a driving force in good mental health.
0: Yeah, def- definitely mm. is, Andrew. I know you'd see that more than anyone. And I, I feel the biggest issue at the moment is that people are. It's not, and this is happening all over the world. It's not just in Australia. You look everywhere mm. that um there's so many things out of our control but my my purpose is I want to have fun and I want to make people have fun how important is you know play connection fun as much as you can in these times like just a little like you just said before you know having short periods where we take four or five deep breaths to become present again or certain things like that how important is it to have fun
1: Mm, um incredibly important incredibly important I think there's lots of research coming out about laughter being a good form of medicine you know just just ha- having something that makes you laugh and d- doing something that makes you happy and finding that that thing that that gives you a buzz and fun, funs you know a, a, an activity a hobby whatever it might be um is crucial and when we're super busy we sort of forget that we don't exercise we we get we get um too bombarded in our own sort of little world and we forget that there's that life is meant to be enjoyable <laughs> um so i i definitely agree with you dale like find something that that you know you'd really look forward to in the week you know and for me i i sort of i i also enjoy going to the um rpm spin classes i i yeah. teach them and uh sort of a little hobby on the side but Sometimes some weeks that is the best thing I do, and really, really love it. So you know, it's it's finding something that gives you a buzz and that that gets you out the door every day. And you know, it's it's going to be work is important, and it and it is something that defines you. But those other things on the side are even more important. And and you know, I know those who have families, um, that fun can be balanced across everyone in the family. You might end up doing something regularly as a family, a family tradition, or. Um, ritual that really gives you that that, that uh, enjoyable moment.
0: Yeah. So true. And, and like you just said, um, it doesn't have to have anything to do with your profession or anything like that, but it's something that gives you a buzz, a rush. And I always say to people when I'm doing presenting or workshop, like kids, they always lock in play dates. Do you know what I mean? They'll lock in mm. a play date. I'm going over to Billy's house. I'm going over to Sarah's house. <laughs> it's the same as us adults. And essentially that's what you're doing with your RPM class. That's your mm. play date. That's your time. And again, that's your mindfulness really, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And when I talk to patients about this, they often say, look, no, there's, there's no time for this. There's (laughs) you know, the the week is every minute of the week is taken up doing something, but you have to lock it in, Dale, don't you? You have to find the time to do this. And you you might say, and and also it's negotiating with your loved one or whoever else is at home negotiating on this plan and saying, look, I'm going to take this hour a week to do this activity because I, I need to now do something to help my mental health and to help me feel a little bit more positive about the week, and I'm going to be a better person for it. Um, what hour are you going to take? What when are you going to take that hour? What and and let's do this together, you know? Or can we do that activity together? Um, so you know, you, you kind of have to lay it out and lock it in and no it's there you can't escape from it it's booked yep. <laughs> but yeah, patients come to me with all sorts of things and it is up to you we can't tell you what to do uh so i've i've heard of a really wide range of things i've got patients that do dirt bike racing and surfing and golf and um you know who who meet up for bowls bowls is a really popular one um uh, look it's it's so wide. even if it's just meeting a co- going for a coffee it, um going to the dog beach to run the dog or whatever it might be. There's, there's so much out there for, and once these rules and restrictions on your life do ease, it will become easier, obviously. Um, so, so explore what might be out there that the, um, the one that we're taught, um, in our training is the park runs and they are quite popular. So a lot of people haven't heard of these, but you know, they, they're meet meet and greet kind of sessions with other people and going for a nice big walk or run through a a park and then sort of tracking your time each week. And they're usually done on Saturday morning. So if you look them up in your community, um, they're a fantastic way to socialize and to get out and have something positive to focus on each week.
0: Yeah. And, and, and like you just yeah. said, they are everywhere. Those park runs, you see them everywhere. And one mm. of the things is 168 hours every week. And if you're too busy for all those times, I suggest that you look at your screen time and how much time you're actually wasting, because it'll scare the crap out of you. It really will. And as I mean, you've got to lock those dates in. If it's a play date with your kids, with your partner, with a friend, with yourself, you need to actually do that. And I think that comes as priority because, being busy isn't a badge of honour. Do you know what I, mean? I think I think we've always. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm doing this, and that's not something to be proud of, is it?
1: No, no. This, yeah. It, it, it's probably a, sort of telling you. It's ringing a little alarm bell, saying you're too busy. You yeah. need to stop something. You know, <laughs> cut cut back something to give your life meaning again, and give it something positive to direct what you do next. And I, I, I mean, I, I can't judge people. They people genuinely have. Uh, amazing lives fulfilled with lots of different activities. Um, but this is really to try and put in place something that protects you from becoming stressed and becoming anxious and, and you know, being burdened by all of that um, hard work that you are doing. Um, there, there's always um, things that you can cut back. I, I feel like that you, you, um, there's... all. <laughs> You know, you, you've always got the opportunity to cut back something that's less significant, and um, and look at that, and you know, evaluate that. Especially moving into a new year next year, hopefully we have a bit of a fresh start from uh, what Fingers we've had crossed. this year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fingers crossed. We can only yeah, we can yeah. only hope, Andrew. You never know. And that's yeah. it. I don't think you should plan the future. And I suppose that comes back no. to what we're talking about. Just enjoy each day as it comes, because who knows what's going to happen in the future? I guess.
1: Mm yeah enjoy yeah you're right you know don't look too far ahead you just don't know
0: (laughs) you'll end up scaring yourself i reckon so let's talk about your podcast mate the kids health network what uh what made you want to start a podcast because i've listened to a couple episodes and they're brilliant um where, where did this inspiration come from
1: oh i've always thought that we could do more in general practice we see patients for about 15 minutes we chat to them, but there's always things that I wanted to talk about that we've run out of time for. So, you know, something that helps to educate patients on really common areas in a little bit more depth that they can listen to freely is sort of where that came from. And I interview health professionals. I try to talk to, you know, popular or, um uh, well, good reputation, sort of backed health professionals around the community in pediatric medicine on really good, important topics, and we 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 ask the questions that patients always ask me, and we try and get um, get a little bit more detail on on really common areas. Yeah, so I felt like it was something that um, I wanted to do to try and improve awareness around these topics and. You know, patients often ask me questions um, that uh, that I don't know the answer to. So I've brought those questions to the health professionals as well. And I'm learning a lot along the way, um, but there's always room to grow. And I'm, I'm keen to keep going with that and try and find some other topics that patients want. So they need to let me know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, think, I think that's yeah. really good because at the end of the day... You don't know all the answers to everything, but do you find that it's a lot easier to say, "Hey, I, I don't know the answer, but here's an actual professor or professional in that area that does know the answer, and you could probably learn a little bit more from that." Do you, do you think that's yeah. adding to your craft?
1: Yeah, it's adding. It's adding to my knowledge and awareness of areas. It's um, and it's adding to the way that I that I manage patients, you know, and educate patients, and offer them some further resources such as this. Um, and I know that the information is good and it's evidence-based and it's, you know, it's interesting. And so I can use this as a tool for helping to manage patients. Definitely.
0: Yeah. I, I love that. And yeah. I'll have, as for guys listening it's this episode, 213 and I'll have links in the show notes so you can go and check that out. Now, one thing, Andrew, I've been loving to ask people this year because I feel 2020, as we've spoken about it a lot, but it's, been extremely different and challenging what have you learned about yourself is there anything that you've gone oh, i've been really resilient in this area i'm i'm really proud of how i've been able to bounce back from this so there, is it, what have you learned about yourself this year mate
1: well oh, that's a really tough question
0: dale i <laughs> oh, mean i've got to a pre- tough
1: question you, you I didn't, didn't prepare me for this question no way <laughs> I, I want this
0: spontaneous
1: <laughs> uh, um yeah i've i've learned that even with these uh, huge challenges um that life does go on and that uh, you know it sort of brings you back to realizing what you do have and and what's important to you and you know you can pretty much be locked in your house with nowhere to go with everything closed um but if you can look a little bit within, and, and I found that I, we have started to do that, look a little bit within of what, what is actually important to you and what you do have. It's it's more than you ever realized before. And that's something that I, I've i sort of learned this year is, you know, well, look, I've got a roof over my head. That's a great start. Um, we've got food in the kitchen. That's, that's also something that I should never take for granted. Yeah. Um, we've got a, a family we've got kids and and we had some really difficult moments of screaming matches between us and the kids but you know we've got each other and we need to step back and and we have started to do that now sit at the end of the day and just say what's one thing you're grateful for and go around the table and 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 and, and now we realize more than ever well these things are what really matters and what and I, and I think that's what I've learned this year we never had that opportunity before this we never had that chance to sort of sit down and think, um, what are these important factors in our life that drive us? And so now I can take that forward and hopefully, you know, remember that as we move forward and and come back to that. Um so that, that's probably what I've learned, Dale, in a in a, in a way.
0: Um I, I but, really like that, Andrew. I think that's it's mm. such a lovely thing, mate. And it's, it's so simple, isn't it? Like, just being grateful, Mm. it's just shifting that mindset from what you don't have to what you do have. And if Mm. you do allow yourself to take that time, then we are extremely lucky. We live in Australia. like Even with Mm. everything going on, we live in one of the best countries in the world. And I think for sometimes we get caught up in the doom and gloom of, oh, we can't travel, we can't do this, we can't. There's all, all these different things. But like you said, we've got so much. And I think that's probably a really nice thing you've been able to share with your kids, I'm sure
1: yeah yeah and we had some incredible moments like camping in our front garden and you know doing and sort of setting up um cubby houses in the house with couches and you know just some some crazy incredible funny moments that i don't think we ever would have done before i'm not the kind of person that likes to camp at all so you know we've, we've um we've had some pretty um some pretty different unique experiences and and oh look it's probably going to shape way the kids you know develop as well and 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 i know that it's not all that easy for people it's you know this is making it sound like it's a dream it's not all that easy it is so tough to be to be isolated sometimes in your house and to have those really tense moments with your family um but i guess in, in a way just just coming back to when you when you do have time to sit down and reflect on that that you know what what am i grateful for what can i what can i um put my my finger on and say that's i actually am am really lucky to have this and that's going to be something that keeps me going as i move forward and and wait for the next step out of this
0: yeah oh so true so true i I love that and i think anybody listening Mm. that um it, the creativity and that comes like you just said that's all play do you know what i mean like you're, you're building mm. cubby's houses you're doing things you've never mm. done before and I, I absolutely love that andrew so where can people find you mate where's the, the best number one spot if people want to get more dr andrew leach in their life where can they go <laughs> uh
1: look if you want to um i've got i have just set up a website dale and it's dr and i'm starting it's a to very put nice on website
0: a blo- too mate it's a very oh, thanks it's a very sharp <laughs> website <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, well, you know, you've inspired me Dale to do this. So I, I've, I've got, um, I put the podcast on there and I'm putting, i starting to do a blog and, you know, and I'm just going to start building up some resources. So, you know, it's, a, it's, it's just a bit of a central place for me to put all those things up.
0: Perfect. Well, I'll have yeah. links in the show notes for that, guys. You can go and check that out. And, uh, Andrew, thank you so much for your time, mate. I know we've been chatting for a while to sort this out, and you've been off on to Broome, Margaret River. You've been going to all over WA. It's such a beautiful place. So thank you for getting up at 6 a.m., or obviously, earlier. <laughs> earlier with Daylight Savings, it's a, it's a tough time now for us in, in Melbourne. Yeah, and, no uh, problem. <laughs> I yeah,
1: really no appreciate problem, it, Dale. mate. Yeah, no problem. Thanks so much for having me, Dale. really appreciate you inviting me onto your show. No worries.
0: Thanks so much, Andrew.
1: Thanks, Tom.